Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. You're listening to Railroad Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. As always, want to welcome you. And uh, after all, I got to tell you what matters to me. Wow. It was the NBA playoffs, of course. It mattered to me last week. It mattered to me the week before. And it matters to me now. Even though, I got to say, I mean, you know, I never hide anything here on this show. Uh, it is rail of sports, so it's my opinion. And I was hoping that the Cavaliers would pull it off. I was actually rooting for the Cavs, although they didn't win. So the Cavs um, are not the world champions of the National Basketball Association, but the Golden State Warriors are. So I'm going to say congratulations to the Golden State Warriors. Hey, man, listen, um, you know, I've always been a good sportsman. Uh, nobody likes to lose. Everybody always wants to win. Whoever tells you differently... I don't know how real honest that person would be. I mean, if you're in a comp- in any type of competition and there's a winner and a loser, mm, I'd say 99.9% of those people want to win. The other, you know, half of a percent of people that, that are participating is because they had to participate. They didn't choose to. You know how sometimes your parents put you in something like that. So what matters to me, I'm going to go ahead and say what really matters to me today is that the Golden State Warriors are the world champions of the National Basketball Association. So, there. I said it. Got it out. We're going to talk a lot about basketball today because there's some things going on out there, you know. Some division amongst families, amongst friends, amongst states, amongst countries. Uh, I even think there was something going on the other day. I think a little soccer was going on in Mexico, Spain, United States. Now, I don't want to get into politics, but, uh, you know, that person that's supposed to be, that person that's supposed to be leading this country, <laughs> Man, I know they wanted to beat us real bad. I'm talking about putting up some kind of wall, but we're not going to talk about that. I tell you what, I got a friend of the show and uh, just and family almost, so I'm going to invite him in because we're going to talk a little basketball. So I believe I got Jay on the line. Jay, you there? Here now. Oh, okay, great. Loud and clear, man. So listen, uh, man, just first of all, I want to say welcome to the show. And it's been some time we talked about having you on and uh, the great basketball mind that you have and, and, and the relationships and friends that you have. And being a, a basketball player yourself in your past, uh, what would you think about the series? Yeah, well, I thought the series was very interesting. Um, I mean, for the most part, it was just dominated by uh, Golden State, obviously. Um, you know, from a talent standpoint, you know, uh, it was a few games that, you know, you looked at it statistically and there were some areas in which uh, Golden State had uh, dominated, you know, from the three-point line and the free-throw line. But uh, last night it was very interesting because the Cavs had led from just about every statistical category except from the free-throw line. And, um, you know, and that that may have been the difference in uh, the ball game last night. But uh, overall, you know, uh, the Cavs just couldn't match uh, their talent. And, um, you know, and Golden State just proved, you know, um, that night, uh, just like the world had uh, pretty much uh, came to that conclusion that they were just far more talented than uh, what the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, had on their roster. Well, Jay, I, I listen since I'm since I'm uh, you know I'm a homer man. I'm gonna stick with my Cavs all the way. You know, I'm gonna go back and and let's talk about a couple things. Now, I would agree with you in Game One and Two that they blew the Cavs out, but uh, yeah. I would not say that with about with Game uh, 
uh, three and four. As a matter of fact, uh, the first game the Cavs had at home, the Cavs should have won that game. In my opinion, uh, they, they they were up. They they should have won that game, and and then uh, and then they won one uh, at home. Uh, uh, that you know, okay, so they did win one, and uh, and then last night. You know, last night, like you said, if you look at the free throws, and that's what a lot of people don't do. Statistically, they don't get a chance. They don't get that stat sheet. You see the players in the press conference, they look at the stat sheet themselves, and they take a look at it. Yeah. Now, now again, um, you know, fouls, they happen in basketball. The referees, I'm not going to get into the re- what the referees call and what the referees don't call, you know. Like you said about, uh-huh. about them raining threes a couple games, they was raining threes, but then, you know, the Cavs came and, and, and broke a record with some raining threes. So I really right. think that the series – I wouldn't say that the series is is that that it was that as lopsided as it may have appeared to be to some people who I think were focused mm-hmm. on those first two games because right. if if you take a you, you know you focus on the first two games one thing that I like about this series is first of all I wouldn't go as far as saying that there's a dynasty in in Golden State not at this point in time mm-hmm. there may be potential right. but I I wouldn't mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that you know uh because one reason is because, first of all, they, they played the Cavaliers three times, and it's, it's two to one. You know, it's right. not like they got right. five consecutive championships in a row, you know. <laughs> they been, you right. know, went four in a row. I think, I think Kobe done won back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, you know. They haven't even won, uh, you know, back-to-back back yet, mm-hmm. you know. So, right. Right. so, so we don't want to yeah. give them that much. And then again, I mean, you, you're a ball player. You know how it is, man. Sometimes... Guys are on their games, and then some guys, sometimes guys ain't bringing their A game. Now, you want the guys to be consistent. I would say J.R. Smith last night played the way we, as Cavaliers fans, expected him to play. I would say Mm -hmm. that, uh, I would say that Tristan Thompson, you know, he didn't play exactly, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't give us the same consistent effort. But you know, in basketball, Jay, how important, you, you talk about that, how important is it for you to be consistent if you want to win? Oh, yeah, well, that was definitely the dynamic. You know that that was um, you know missing. You know if they would have played with that same type of effort, you know uh, games one and two. I mean we would probably still be entertaining the series. You know, but because that didn't take place, you know here we are. You know, and 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 now it's over uh, four to one. But you know as far as the dynasty and all of that type of stuff goes, you know um, that's that's just storylines. You know, uh, you know we're all enthralled. You know, in regards to stories and so forth and so on, and you know, and we're just amazed by you know great teams, and we always want to try to find you know who's the next great team. You know, whether it's the Dallas Cowboys or whether it's the New York Yankees or you know or, or whomever. You know, uh, on the basketball side of things, the Chicago Bulls, the Lakers, or the Celtics. You know, so that we're just turned on by those stories. We're entertained by that, but. You know, as far as, uh, you know, Golden State is concerned, you know, I honestly, I feel like, you know, the, the talent just overwhelmed, you know, the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. And, and not just even from the uh, starter standpoint, but, you know, games one and two, you know, we didn't get much uh, uh, bench production, you know, from the Cavs. And uh, Golden State, you know, they were pretty consistent, you know, from the guys that were coming off the bench. And, um, you know, and that played a big part in it as well, you know, aside from the fact that, you know, J.R. Smith was absent and also, you know, uh, Tristan Thompson was absent. I mean, they were there in, in body 
and, 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 and I think the first two, spirit, yeah, and but, even the first but, two games, know. Kevin Love, I think, was a little absent in the first couple games as well. So, so I, I agree with you, but you know, and really, when you think about it, um, I look at just Jay, you know, basketball. You know, you really don't, unlike football, where you got to have really. And LeBron made a point about this, and I, I I'm not going to say that basketball athletes are better than football athletes. I think football athletes are better athletes than basketball players for the simple reason is this. Even though they play one side, you know that as a kid, most guys that play football played every damn thing they, you know, they spent just about, they never came off the field when they were kids. So they, so they, so they played offense and defense. But once, once you get to that professional level, you know, that, you know, when you out there on that football field, man, as opposed to the basketball field, you know, one thing about basketball, football, again, you get it in, in pros, you get a chance to come out and sit down while the offense is on the field, and they might be there ah. for, for, some, for some period of time. Uh, right. In basketball, most of the time, you out there and you running up and down the court. But I, right. can, I can tell you this, man. <laughs> I bet you if I were in front of you right now, and I stepped yeah. on your foot. You gonna get, you know, you ain't gonna get mad because, damn, you know, I stepped on your foot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh-huh. Now I'm talking about. I ain't talking about stepping on your foot. I'm talking about an all-out assault on your body. You might assault yeah. me. You would assault me with what would be considered a crime if the police rolled up on it. You know, and that's what they yeah. do. That's what they do in football. Can you imagine? Yeah, something? Yeah. Come on, man. Somebody's hitting yeah. you and knocking, almost yeah. knocking you out, and you still yeah. got to go back and, and do and, and, yeah. and do your and do your thing. You know that. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, that, that's we apples all, and oranges. You know, we all we all sensitive to our biases. Yeah, you know I, I, I agree with you. I agree, and I'm a frustrated <laughs> basketball player. My first love is basketball, <laughs> but at the same time, when I when I stop and I think about, it, I play both and baseball too. You know. Well, do you think do you think um, it takes more skill, you know, to be a basketball player as opposed to you know football player? I'm I'm totally in agreement with you in regards to you know uh, football from the standpoint of being tough, and I'm not just talking about tough physically, but I'm talking about mentally, mental. right? Because a lot of times you have to will yourself, you know, to uh, get out there on that football field, you know, after all of these. You know, they call them car crashes. That's right. You know, so after all of these car crashes that take place on that gridiron, you know, you have to will yourself to be able to bounce back physically and get out there, you know, every Sunday or every Saturday after the week before, you know, after playing a powerhouse, uh, you know, football team, you know, that has known to be physically or a hard-hitting team, you know. So I, I definitely agree with you from the standpoint as, you know, you have to be, you know, a lot tougher and the, and the game is a lot tougher, you know, from that standpoint. But I think from a skill level, you know, it's just like what they say about walking and chewing gum, you know, at the same time, you know, being able to dribble a basketball, you know, and, and walk, everybody can't do. Well, I'm going to do this. We got to take a break. We got to take a break, but I'm going to do this, Jay. I'm going to throw two names at you, at you. And I want you to think about it. And those out there listening, I want them to think about it too. Kyrie. That's, okay. That's all I want to read. Picture Kyrie and picture Barry Sanders. We're going to take a break. We'll okay. be back. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back.
internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, Living Like It Matters. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my friend Ron Ponder, who just gave me a call and uh, was not aware of the fact that I'm live doing the show now, but I will uh, get a chance to shout back at Ron. back there in the Hall of Fame city. Um, and we'll get a chance to catch up a little bit on a couple things that we're talking about. But right now, I uh, got my man Jay on the line. And Jay, uh, we, we said something, and I understand all those things, those challenges and everything that, that you mentioned. And uh, you do have to will yourself to get out there on that, on that, on that court or that field, whichever one it is. But, but I threw two names at you. And, and, the, and the reason why is because their game is just ridiculous. From right. from the the way they play, one played it and one currently plays it. One played it a long time ago. Well, not a long time ago. Let's say a decade ago. And and one is playing it now. But they are right. they are very similar as to when you see it, you like, damn, you know. Now, right, right. Now, athletically, I'm looking at those two right there, and, and in your mind, athletically, it takes a lot of athletic talent to do both. All those things, or, yeah. or the, the skill sets that they have. But when you look at those two, who would you just think? Maybe not even spending time with either one of those two, but looking at them two, two great athletes. Which one would you say is the best? Wow, um, you know that's that's that's, that's tough. <laughs> that's you know because a, that's why, uh, and that's why I, when when LeBron said that, you know, I want him to really stop and think about because LeBron, of course, has played yeah. both games himself too. But the thing about it, it is, is at, it at is the apples perf- and oranges. It, it is. is. That's exa- that's, what oranges, that's what I said. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's apples and oranges because one, first of all, Barry probably could play defense. He probably played corner at some point in time. He's been a running back his whole life, I right. know, because I've seen. You know, LeBron played football right. himself, so he know he could play both positions. But at the same right. time, LeBron plays all five positions 
on the basketball right. on the basketball court. He can play all five positions. There are very right. few there are very few people on the football field because of the physicality of the game. I'm sorry, but the quarterback cannot be an offensive guard. He can't do that. Right. Quarterback can't be a defensive tackle. Quarterback can't be a defensive right. back. You know, and right, right, right. so so even you know. Not taking anything away from Tom Brady the way LeBron was talking about. He's a great athlete, but LeBron was saying that But basketball players are better athletes. It depends upon the basketball player, and it depends upon the football player. When you go to the skilled positions at wide receivers and, mm-hmm. co- and corners and running backs, mm-hmm. man, they probably basketball players too. They could do that. But, but yeah. I tell you what, but yeah. I tell you what, I, I, I doubt if, I could, if you could find me five basketball players that could go out on that football field and take the hit or give the hit like the football players do. Well, see, the interesting dynamic about it, you know, when I think about Barry Sanders and then uh, Kyrie Irving, too, I mean, they both have that excitement and that wow factor, you know, because when you compare, you know, the way that Kyrie finishes uh, finishes at the basket, an array of shots that he takes. I mean, he can finish with the right hand. He can finish with the left hand, you know, and he can make it all look so exciting all at the same time. And then when you look at Barry Sanders, Barry Sanders had that wild factor as well. You know what I mean? He can hit the hole. He can bounce outside the hole. He can make a defender miss. He can do a 360 on you right oh, there in front of your absolutely. face and spin away from a- you. Absolutely. And be gone, and be gone at 60 miles an hour. Yes, sir. But at the same time, you know, I compare that with also Kyrie at the same time, you know, because he has that same type of ability, you know, as well, you know, as far as, you know, being able to shake somebody and get free and to get a good look and to get a good shot and also finish the play. Let me add, let me add one more, let me add, let me add one more dynamic to that. Ain't nobody trying to take time. As a matter of fact, in the game last night, LeBron did it and and, and so did uh, KD. They both complained about the no, no. I'm sorry, Steph did it. They both complained mm-hmm. about being hit in the head. They trying to take mm-hmm. your head off on the football field. And oh, on, yeah. on the basketball court, you complaining because somebody's arm touched your head while you trying to dunk the ball. Mm-mm. Right. Not ap- mean, ap- apples and I mean, apples you know, and oranges. Apples and oranges. Aspect of, that's a different aspect of the game, you know, and the, and the rules of the game also. Right, but, you know? but we're talking, but, but, we, but that's what I'm saying. But all that comes into athleticism because what you talk about, it's not just what you do, it's how you do it, how you prepare for it. And, and, and the one thing that we always talk about, you can't measure, LeBron said it, I think, in the show he was on the other day, he hit his chest on that heart, bro. You can't measure that heart. Now, 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 oh, no. now that's one of them things when you talk about football, Mm. You can you, you can measure that heart. You can see if he is he hitting the hole. Oh, he ain't hitting hole. Did he put his arms out there? Did he try to catch it? Oh, he didn't try to catch it. Mm, okay, that's a heart check. Right. <laughs> right, a, right. 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 Did you know? Did he do? Did he make the tackle? He could have made that tackle. Did he close his eyes? Mm, that's a heart check right, right there. You know. So, he, but you're right about. It. But listen, did he take that charge? You know, that's a heart check too. Not everybody ain't taking that charge. You're right. On that basketball court. They ain't taking a charge. For me, really, I'm telling you nowadays, I, I see less people trying to take a charge. They flopping, but I see less people trying to take a charge than they used to back in the day. True indeed. True indeed. Why do you think that well, is, Jay? Well, well, let me ask you this, though, before I answer that question. Let me ask you this. You know, when you look at, you know, the best players in the world in each sport, 
do you think that the best player in the world in basketball could be more of a contributor in football than the best player in the world for football to be more of a contributor on the basketball side of things? Well, I think it's hard to measure the best player in the world on the football field because different than basketball, I believe. Uh, a basketball player, in my mind, when I judge talent of a basketball player, it's like, you know, can he do everything? And I, and I mean everything. And, uh-huh. and Kevin Durant and, and also, of course, LeBron James can do everything uh-huh. on the basketball court. There's nothing that they can't do on the basketball court. When you go to a football right. player, man, there's certain things that a football player, you know, all, not, well, you know, you might take, like I said, some skill positions, they can do everything. That's one thing about back in the day, I liked Marcus Allen as a running back. Why did I like Marcus Allen? Mm-hmm. Because Marcus Allen could do everything, including block. He was a fullback. Right. He was a fullback at USC and blocked, USC, for, blocked yeah. so good for somebody that the person behind that he was blocking for won the Heisman Trophy. And then he turns oh, yeah. around, moves himself to tailback, and he wins the Heisman Trophy. So, you know, right. so like you said, it's different dynamics. So it, it's, it's, it's almost like this thinking about and talking about the greatest of all time and could this team would beat that team and all that. I'm just really making conversation and, and giving some, you know, something I believe, I hope is, is good, you know, banter going back and forth, you and I, for the people to listen to. But I, th- I really do believe it's hard to measure, there are some people that you can close your eyes and, w- and without a doubt, you could say they could play today. You know, they could play uh-huh. basketball today. You know, Isaiah Thomas could play basketball. He is he is Chris Paul today. He could play yeah. point guard in the NBA today. There's some people yeah. who played before Isaiah. You know, those dudes, Bob Cousy and some of them other cats who, you know, was great. Maybe they couldn't play today. I don't know. But I'm telling you, I know Isaiah could play basketball today and would be just Absolutely. as effective today as he was back then. All that doesn't transcend. Some some players back in the day, like I'm one of those guys, they could be mad at me if they want to. But I'm sorry, but Jim Brown would play today. He might have played yeah. in my generation as well. He would be starting, yeah. But would he be running like he did? I don't know about mm-hmm. that because I, I remember there was right. a man like Earl Campbell. He, he, so I, I look at, when I look at, you know, Jim Brown, I look at Earl Campbell. That's when I think about uh, comparing the two. I look at Jim and I look at Earl. So could Jim mm-hmm. have done the thing in modern day ball 20 years later? Yeah, well, yeah, he could have done it to the degree that Earl did it. I don't think he'd have been light years ahead of Earl Campbell and everybody would say, man, we ain't never seen nothing like this. It's the greatest we ever seen. They both Hall of Famers. But I, right. I, man, and, and, look, and look at, you know, that there's a price you pay for that, man. That, that, that takes a toll on your body. You know, yes. so the basketball yeah. players, the older dudes, the basketball players that walk around, a lot of them got bad knee problems, man. They walk funny. They look funny when they walk, you know. Uh, bad knees. Yeah. Back. Takes a lot. Yeah. Of, you know, you look at Shaq. We laughing about Shaq's feet, but that that's nothing to really laugh about when he showed his feet on TV. That was, to me, I was like, oh, my God, you know. There's right. there's right. something medically I mean, that's wrong. What, that's what ended, that's what ended uh, Yao Ming's career early. See? You know, his feet. Right, right. So there's so there's things that came into consideration. So when we talk about that, like, I got off subject, but to get back into you know a comparison of a, a basketball player on the football field, a football player on the basketball court, I would say uh-huh. that they probably each one of them would probably bring a, a probably a superior aspect of the game where they could operate at a truly high level, but then they right. might be a handicap in some other aspects. Uh, right, you right. know, uh, but but you take the exception like you had the guy you had to, uh, Gonzalez, uh, 
the San Diego Chargers, the tight end. I, I maybe pronounced his wrong, uh, his name wrong, but uh, right, Hall of Famer. You know, uh, right, right. The, 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 the San Diego Chargers. Antonio Gates. T- t- yeah, Antonio Gates. Yeah, from right up there in, in Ohio. You know, Antonio played basketball. As a matter of fact, when he was in school. You know, and he come out and he plays pro football and, and probably going to be a Hall of Famer. No doubt about it. You know, so, um, yep. it, it, you know, it, there's, there's the exception. It, you know, it's not everything. Because when I grew up, we played most of the guys that were the good athletes played both sports. It's interesting, mm-hmm. Jay, because I had a conversation with Sonny Hill one time. And Sonny Hill, who is Sonny Hill is like the uh, like the Sonny Hill League is like the Rucker League of, of, of Philadelphia. Is Sonny Hill uh-huh. is, is the man, and uh, Sonny and I were on a radio show when I was a kid, and um, but I but I you know I felt strong enough of my opinion to voice it. Sonny felt that, and I'm talking in the '80s that athletes should start to specialize in a sport when they were in junior high. I didn't feel mm-hmm. I didn't feel that way. I'd like to hear your opinion about that. Well, no, I don't necessarily feel that way either. You know, because, I mean, even at that young tender age, I mean, you're still trying to define, uh, well, let me let me stop right there. You're still having fun, you know. And, and growing up, you know, especially coming from the area in which that we come from, you know, we did, we did multiple sports. And, you know, and because we, we enjoyed doing those multiple sports, we had love for those multiple sports, you know. But, you know, as you continue to get older, you know, physicality starts to change. You know, um, you, you know, your body starts to change, the maturity starts to change, and things of that nature. People get taller, people get, you know, uh, bigger, stronger, you know, and things of that nature. So a lot of times, you know, their physicality often determines, you know, which route they want to go. Jay, let's hold it right there for a second. um, If you could hold it, we got to take a break. I'm sorry. I wanted to uh, make sure that we get all our commercial breaks in. We're going to take this break. We're going to come back. You listen to Rail the Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Who do you feel the most important person is on a sports team? Is it the captain, the star player, or the fan? While it could truly be any of these individuals, more often than not, it's the coach. Listen for A Coach's Spirit with hosts Blake Rockwell and Kendall Allen. A Coach's Spirit offers a look into the human side of coaching and a chance to learn from some of the most impactful leaders in the game. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. What matters to me, Golden State Warriors are the NBA champions for 2017. You got Ray and Jay on the line right now. And uh, Jay, before we went to a break, you know, you started talking, particularly what caught my uh, attention is you talked about that physicality because the physicality sometimes is something that you can't prepare for because there are dudes who will have uh, growth spurts over the summer and they come back for, I don't care if it's football practice or basketball practice, and they may have grown two or three inches. So a lot of that. Right you know, could make a determination, too, about what sport you're going to play. Right. But continue on down that road that you were going, and, and, I, and I'll chime in. Right, and that's what I was allu- alluding to, you know, because when you think about a LeBron or you think about a Shaquille O'Neal, for that matter, you know, those guys, you know, they tell you, you know, their their love was football, you know. But because of that growth spurt, I mean, they just got too tall, you know, and they felt like, you know, the chance of being injured, you know, uh, was a lot higher, you know, on the football field as opposed to the basketball court, you know. So that, that plays a determining factor, you know, um, with, with the decisions that are made, you know, from the uh, middle school to high school and even the college level, you know. And then, you know, once you get on to that high school level, you know, and, and let's say you are playing uh, multiple sports, you know, if you're getting more attraction, you know, um, from uh, certain colleges, you know, and certain divisions as far as colleges, you know, you may uh, be in love with uh, baseball, but your skill level may be a whole lot better, you know, on the basketball court or on the football field, you know. So, you know, the higher uh, level uh, universities, you know, may be recruiting you to come to their schools. So, you know, ultimately you want to put yourself in a position to have the most success and have the most attention, you know, to – possibly secure, you know, a financial future for yourself. So I think those are the determining factors, um, you know, in regards to a lot of the decisions in which are made, you know, for uh, multiple sports uh, athletes, you know, dwindling things down to, you know, one sport. Okay. And so, and so in other words, you would say that, that your opportunities will define themselves for you as a athlete and not necessarily that you have to make a choice, but if, if you have some goals in terms of excelling and going beyond the level of high school and college uh, and, and perhaps maybe the ultimate dream of being a professional athlete at one point in time, that your skill sets will determine if you should choose one sport or the other. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. But, you know, at that early age, I don't think you should put all your eggs in one basket. I think... You know, you should give yourself, you know, multiple opportunities, 
you know, to see, you know, what you thrive in. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, you might be the most dominant player, you know, in one particular sport on the junior high level, but then when you get to high school, you know, things might change. What you do know, you think? You might not be that. Well, Jay, what do you think about, uh, and sorry to interrupt you there, but but nowadays, you know, you got so many people that are concerned about concussions and things. This, this. I, I'll never forget one time uh, me and, uh, and, and of course, uh, our homeboy there, uh, Eric Snow, was having a conversation, and Eric just said, you know, he stopped playing, man, you know, all that hitting that y'all do. And, and obviously, Eric's brother, uh, Percy, a first-round draft pick. In fact, Percy was a uh, first-round draft pick. I think Eric was second round, but... Um, mm-hmm. But comparing his opportunities to and looking at his brother, and he just felt like, man, that's just too much pain out there. Y'all going through, um, like you said, the chance of getting injured in, in football, though they're increased because there's serious physical contact just about every day, although they're reducing nowadays. Is that something else you think right. that, that, that nowadays people take into consideration, uh, the injury factory? Uh, I don't want to talk about the concussions. Let's just say injuries, period. Hey, it's just like the saying goes, to thine own self be true, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, you know, you, you only know, you know, what is, is, is best for you, you know? And in Eric's situation, he knew his body couldn't, you know, um, necessarily deal with that, you know? And he took um, the considerations of maybe, you know, what his brother may have uh, went through and uh, some of the things that he may have seen, you know, his brother go through. But at the same time, <clears throat> just like he told you, you know, he didn't want to take that uh, physical punishment like that you right, know, anymore. Right, right. So, you know, uh, he, but once again, he had the athleticism to be able to make that determination. You know, he knew that he was good enough, you know, in both sports where he could possibly excel at football, but, but also, once again, not putting all your eggs in one basket, he gave himself that opportunity to be able to have an option, you know, and to me, that's 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 smart, you know, in regards to just being an athlete. No, I, I think that, and, in my my personal perspective, I've always said to uh, individuals when I'm having this conversation, is that I believe that the athlete who has a well versed um, ability in all sports is going to be the best athlete. There's there's a little bit of basketball that you, that can appear on the on the on the football field. There's a little bit of football that can appear on the basketball court. There's a little bit of baseball that can find itself in in track. There's a little mm-hmm. bit of track that can find itself in football. A little bit of track in basketball. You know, so mm-hmm. I think the well-rounded athlete and somebody who gets a chance to experience all of those talents, uh, all of his use all of his talents in all those sports and eventually, you know, that person will be uh, a better athlete than a person who's played one sport his whole life. You know, you got somebody who's played three, four sports. I think in terms of athleticism, it's going to appear that he is much more athletic than that person who's played one sport. I, I, that's, I think so too. Yeah. And the person that comes to mind is Bo Jackson. I think Bo Jackson is the greatest athlete of all time. Oh yeah, you know, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Both can both can get I mean, it done. Both get it done. You got to give you got to give prime time a little bit of that too, because you know prime oh, could yeah. Uh, yeah. prime could shut it down on the corner and get out on the baseball field too. And uh, oh, for sure. But but Bo sure. was Bo was just such a Bo was such a big man, you know, and and exactly. and, and, and physical when he when he ran the ball. Uh, oh my God! But 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 one thing that Bo didn't have now, fast, but but man. Bo Bo was fast. That's exactly. But Bo didn't have that Barry Sanders to him. 
I mean, Bo, no. you know, Bo gonna run past you and run over you, but yeah. Bo, Bo ain't gonna make you miss too many times. Bo gonna make you miss because you see he coming and you know how big he is and strong he is, so you close your eyes. So he make you, miss. <laughs> <laughs> so you might make you miss. But Barry, Barry gonna give it to you and take it away from you, man. I mean, he gonna put it right in front. Of you. you gonna, you know, you gonna open your mouth. Up, nope, gone, bro. I'm gone. You know, you can forget <laughs> yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. But let, but let's get back to a little bit about basketball and in particular this NBA championship. Uh, what do you think? You think this? Uh, you know, people were, uh, you know. There were many people that were talking about, you know, we knew all the all the time it was going to be Golden State and it was going to be the Cavaliers and and mm-hmm. and it wasn't really good for basketball, you know. Uh, and and then of course mm-hmm. the, the numbers proved them wrong. Uh, in your mind, is basketball better? Is is it getting? Is it continually getting better? The basketball games that you watch, are you enjoying them, Jay, or is it just uh, you know it's it's the only thing on TV at the time? Well, I mean, I enjoy the games because of the fact that, you know, I'm a fan, you know, and, and being and being a fan, you know, and also being a uh, a person that actually played the game, you know, I mean, I look at the game different. Right. You know, so are you critical? So are you critical of the game when you watch the game? And that's what sometimes us former athletes, we always have a problem doing. It's even like now. I mean, I appreciated a lot of the former players that were on television and they were critiquing the play of today's athlete and how much the game is different than it was when they played. And if this team could have beat that team, you know, the only way you really know is you got a chance to play each other. But the bottom line is I will always respect the talent. And like I said, there are guys that played back in the day that could play today. There's some guys who back in the day, there's no way they could play today. And there's some guys who play today that couldn't play back in the day because games were different. But as, right. as, as a former athlete yourself, but also a fan who loves the game, do you see good basketball on television and when you attend, or are you critical of the way they play the game today? Both. You know, I think um, I see, you know, more good individuals as opposed to teams, you know. And I, and I, I found that very interesting because, you know, um, you know, I looked at the uh, clip on the uh, Undisputed where LeBron and uh, Draymond Green, you know, was in the barbershop, and they made the statement, you know, guys don't know how to play the game. Yeah. He said, and even even on the pro level, yeah. they, they don't know how to play. Yeah, I saw that. And, and it's true. Yeah. It's true. I mean, like, yeah. you can look at the, um, at the uh, championship game and, you know, and when you actually have played the game and you understand the game, you can see the fundamental mistakes that are being made, you know, even on the pro level. Right. You know, just staying down in the stance on the defensive end, being ready. Right. You know, keeping your head on the swivel, not right. getting beat back door because you're ready, you're in position. Right. You know, stopping the basketball, you know, when they're in transition. Right. You know, that's the most important thing. I mean, that's like defense one-on-one. Right. You know, stop the ball. Right. <laughs> you know, right. and how many times did you see the Golden State Warriors, you know, coming down – the floor in transition, nobody picking up the ball, and they were getting layups or right. dunks. Right. You know? We got to take a break, so, Jay. We got to take a break. We'll come back. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Finney's Living Like It Matters, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you listen to Railroad Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, but it matters to me. Golden State Warriors are the NBA 2017 champions. And uh, shout out to KD. Uh, listen, man, it was your move. You ain't got to apologize to nobody else no more about that. It was your move. You know, I think sometimes people forget about this is the real. It's a profession. It's an industry of sports. They make sports attire. They make, you know, they build stadiums. There are employees that work for teams he's an employee he has the right to go according to the labor laws to go work someplace else if he wants to so let's 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 let's, let's get off this man about you know the man when build the super team it's gonna be it was only one super team ever in my life that i ever believed and that was the dream team never will it be another that that was a super team that was the dream it was a dream come true and, and that was it. But let's get back to what you were talking about, Jay. Uh, of course, uh, you know, I'm going to let you pick up. But one thing that I, you know, when I'm, when I'm looking at these guys, man, and, and, I'm, and I'm hoping um, that basketball continues to improve. I, I hope that people continue to support basketball. The numbers were as high as they've ever been. Uh, but, I, but I also hope that people will embrace the fact, and that's why I said that, I hope people will embrace the fact that Teams may not always stay the way they are because if everybody's in the league because they love it, but they also want to win a ring, I think you're going to see more guys moving from team to team. And I want to just you know throw that in there because I wanted to kind of talk about that a little bit before we ended the show uh, because, again, that, that, I think that's how uh, the chances, uh, according to Vegas, were improved tremendously this year for Golden State to win it because of the acquisition of Kevin Durant. Uh, he went there. He proved it. He got it done. Okay, uh, that's what people expected. Do you see more of that happening, or and are you okay with that happening? Yeah, I see more of that happening, and I'm okay with it. You know, and the reason why is because you touched upon it earlier. You know, uh, the athletes nowadays, man, they're they're a lot smarter. They're a lot more business savvy. You know, and, you know, and it's about their legacy and it's about their brand. 
whereas, you know, the, a lot of the, the, the players back in the day, I'm not trying to say that they were less intelligent, but they were more focused on just being a player. But there were restrictions, you know? too. But, but there, how, there were restrictions, too, Jay. I'm going to give them credit. i got to go back a little bit and help you on that. I agree with everything you said, but there also were restrictions. You didn't necessarily have the freedom. The free agency didn't work the way it does now. Right. I mean, there's total free agency, and, and you can right. do as you choose, and you can go when you, when you choose to go. It wasn't quite like that back in the day. Right, absolutely. But also, you know, everybody wasn't concerned about their brand as much as they are now. Oh, no, I mean, no. you even have collegiate players, you know, nowadays, and they're, you know, on Twitter and, you know, and all of those sorts of things, Instagrams, you know, and they're trying to build their brand. Well, so, I think, you know, again, that, that, that too is uh, the evolution of the athlete and, and sports. No doubt. Because no doubt if you were uh, my generation, it was the first generation of, of, of a shoe carrying somebody's name. Doc, the first ones were Dr. J's. And, and yep. they just, the Converse, the white Converse, the leather one with the star on the side. Yep. And, and, you yep. know, and, you know, and then, and then Jordan came in, you know, because, so, and so this is, in the door. right. So this is all evolving. You know, these opportunities weren't there. Now, now, now keep in mind, there were people who were pushing for things as you and may know. And a lot of other people may know too. I was involved in as a name plaintiff in the Ed O'Bannon lawsuit, which we were trying to, uh, you know, our goal was to get compensation for former college athletes uh, when colleges and universities were continuing to build products and, and monetize them and take all the revenue and not let the athlete get any of it, as well as we felt as if even the current athletes should be getting something for what they're doing. And so things have changed and improved some, but as athletes like yourself, like myself, like everybody else who put in the work, who, who did everything we did, and, 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 and I'm never going to apologize for what I did because what I believe is that if you put in a hard day's work and there's a dollar, you should get a little piece of it. Something, you should be split. Right. It don't have to necessarily right. be equally, but it should be split. Not everybody right. should get all the money. You know, you shouldn't be laying in your bed at night as a college student. And you just got finished playing in front of millions of people and, uh, and you're hungry and, 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 you know, the dorm is closed, but you ain't got no money. So you can't go to the store to get something to eat. Now, some of y'all think those right. are just stories, but those are true stories, <laughs> you know. Right. So, uh, right. but, but things have changed for, for, for the athlete. Let me ask you this. Uh, since we're speaking about change and uh, there's been a change, as a matter of fact, you down there in a city called Columbus, uh, I believe, Jay, and, and there's been a change uh, at the helm of the basketball coach. In your mind, as a former college athlete yourself, is it the right time? Was it the right time? Maybe for, for, for Gene Smith, who made that decision, the time was right for him. But for athletes who've committed, who may have just signed to come to Ohio State, going to be freshmen next year. For guys who signed last year w under, you know, the coach that w we had there, you know, do you think that that was the right timing for them to decide to let the coach go? Well, I mean, we have yet to see, um, you know, because, I mean, you can look at both sides of it. You can look at it from the standpoint of, you know, him, you know, making the decision to, you know, fire Coach Mata, you know, at this time, you know, where he still has, you know, the players that are currently enrolled into the program, and you the know, freshman class too, was, Jay. Right, freshman class just coming right. in, Jay. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. But who who was you know kind of you know 
overseeing or conducting, you know, the business at hand, you know, that needed to take place for those athletes that were currently on campus, you know, as far as, you know, the workouts and, and, and the things of that nature, you know, that take place, you know, during this time period, you know, in the off season. So, you know, was that a good decision? Was that a good situation? You know, but then also on the other side of things, you know, you have the, you know, the big spectrum, you know, which the AD was looking at, you know, as far as, you know, um, the attraction to, you know, the Ohio State basketball program and why they're not necessarily getting the type of recruits in there, you know, um, to continue the tradition, you know, on the basketball program, you know, uh, I'm, I may need to pull the trigger now. You know, and hopefully, you know, uh, while we're in the latter part of, you know, the AAU uh, seasons, you know, because they're all getting ready, you know, to, to, to perform in the nationals, you know, across, you know, the United States. You know, if I pull the trigger now, you know, possibly could we land some of the high profile athletes, you know, based upon the decision, the decision that uh, we're making with our new hire. So, you know. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, tit for tat, you know, um, it, it's a, it's a, it's an argument and it's some points that can be made on both sides of it, you know, but then ultimately too, I mean, you know, you never know what type of pressure that's coming from up top, you know, in regards to, you know, who controls the money. So, you know, that always plays a part in it. Yeah, Jay, so, let me ask you something. It's interesting because particularly in basketball, it's one of these sports where it's one of the few where you can do one and done or you could do one and done. One and done is coming back into the conversation. Now, you're talking about money. Money has a lot, in my mind, to do with why it was at one time at least one and done. And and, and now I think it's, it's still, um, you know, to the point whereas a person can't come from college, I mean from high school, and, and go straight into the pros. What do you think about that? Is there time for us to go back? Is there more Kobe Bryant's out there to be found? Is is, is there more Kevin Garnett's out there to be found? What what do you think about that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it is, you know. And, I mean, then that goes all the way back, you know, to the Moses Malones, you know. So, I mean, that that um, has always been there, you know, and it has always continued, you know, uh, uh, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years on down the road as well. So, I mean, there's always some diamonds out there you know, that can make the adjustment and adapt, you know, as far as being able to perform, you know, on the basketball floor. But, you know, I, I think it plays more a part in what it takes away from the college ranks and on the college level, you know, as far as its value, you know, and America being tuned in to seeing, you know, those superstars on the high school level, you know, be able to perform on the college level once again, because of that almighty dollar. There you go, Jay. You know? Well, listen, man, what we're going to have to do, we're going to have to pick that up next week, talking about that almighty dollar, because that is at the root of just about everything that happens here in this country and around the world. You've been listening to Rail the Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm sorry, but I got to go, so I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.